Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered with all the props, odds, promos, and parlays for the 2023 football season. If you're betting preseason over-unders, in my unprofessional opinion, the best bet on the board is taking the Pittsburgh Steelers over eight and a half wins. If you want to place that as your first bet, you can head to Bet Online Sportsbook and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using our promo code BLEAVE, B-L-E-A-V, when you click the link in the description to this episode. Bet Online, where the game starts. Good afternoon or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast, the live on the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. It's a fantabulous Thursday, August 24th, according to my count. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is that you may be listening We've got a fun show planned for you today. We are getting started with the final week of NFL preseason. And one of the things that I constantly talk about with NFL preseason is that the ultimate outcomes don't matter all that much. Most of the position battles are for second and third stringers that may become important later in the season, but it's impossible to analyze which players will be impactful and which players won't. We've seen most of the important players who will make an impact on the game play football already. At the same time, one of the things that I find interesting is how rookies perform early on in their time in the NFL, only because we don't have a representative sample size to watch them and While I agree that it doesn't make that much of a difference in terms of their career projections, we created the preseason Hall of Fame for this exact reason, that it's impossible to analyze which players will be great in the NFL based on preseason performances. Some of our preseason Hall of Famers include Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, also Sam Darnold. Last year we inducted Easton Stick. So... Preseason Hall of Famers don't necessarily have bearing on their future successes. However, it is interesting to... Also, Mac Jones was a former preseason Hall of Famer. Just want to put that out there. So, preseason doesn't have a whole lot of analysis we can draw from it. But curiosity around the rookies is something that always piques my interest every year. Whether it was Mac Jones 
versus Trey Lance versus Justin Fields in 2021, or whether it was all that stuff that we talked about with the draft a few years ago around Justin Herbert and Tua and Joe Burrow. Rookie playing does pique my interest a little bit, and so uh, my friend Juju Talks Sports and I, just great friend of the show at this point, um, we were putting together our YouTube videos for the week and started thinking about the rookie quarterbacks, and uh, we've already done an episode on Bryce Young, so today I wanted to focus in on Will Levis, and I guess by proxy Malik Willis, because Malik Willis and Will Levis are kind of battling it out for who gets to replace Ryan Tannehill when he inevitably pushes the Titans to the point of insanity, and they decide, well, we can give the rookie a try, right? So Will Levis, and by proxy Malik Willis was a conversation that we had. We'll play that one first here on the show. And then I wanted to talk about Anthony Richardson because I am so glad that Anthony Richardson has been named the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. I can't stand it when teams do the thing of, hey, we just drafted this rookie quarterback, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to play the veteran for the first two games of the season to ease them in. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Whether it's Tyrod Taylor playing over Justin Herbert or TJ Yates starting a season for the Houston Texans or Nathan Peterman starting a week one football game over Josh Allen, which for those who may not remember, that's a thing that happened. The Buffalo Bills actively started Nathan Peterman week one over Josh Allen. I know Josh Allen was bad the first two weeks of that of that or first two years of his career, but it was ridiculous to play Nathan Peterman over him. Or when the Niners played Jimmy Garoppolo for a full season over Trey Lance. Or when Kansas City played a full season of Alex Smith over Patrick Mahomes. We'll never know how much it did or didn't impact their development. People who say, well, Patrick Mahomes sitting a season was the thing that helped him develop. Yeah, they probably would have been better that year if they had played Patrick Mahomes over Alex Smith. I think we're not factoring that possibility into the equation enough. So I'm really glad that the Colts are making the call to start Anthony Richardson week one of the season, even though people called him a project. And even though people said Minshew might start the first half of the season, uh, like Andy Dalton did with Justin Fields or Ryan Fitzpatrick did with Tua or last year, Mitchell Trubisky did with Kenny Pickett, which drove me absolutely batshit crazy that Pittsburgh was starting Kenny uh, was starting Mitch Trubisky, who we knew how good he was, starting Mitch Trubisky over the quarterback they invested a first-round pick in and viewed as their long-term quarterback option. I'm glad that there's no scenario like that this year that I have to rant about, because it happens every year. We used to rant about starting Tyrod Taylor over Justin Herbert or starting Nathan Peterman over Josh Allen, and then two years ago it was Dalton over Justin Fields, and then last year it was Mitch Trubisky over Kenny Pickett. You know, I just, I get upset when, uh, it was also, for a whole ass season, it was why the hell is Jimmy Garoppolo starting over Trey Lance? It's just ridiculous. We made the whole Jimmy G parody song with a line that said, if we, since week one Trey Lance had played, the 49ers would have had a ring. Like, it just drove me batshit crazy that they were playing Trey Lance for a full season over Garoppolo or Justin Fields for eight games over Andy Dalton, which was, in fairness, Matt Nagy saying, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down four yards at a time, punching the ball forward with David Montgomery and Andy Dalton. That was uh, Matt Nagy's resistance to any change in Chicago. 
But every year I go batshit crazy whenever they do the, hey, we're going to start this veteran who's clearly on his way to being a league backup versus starting the rookie quarterback we've just invested in and know that we want to prioritize their development. I am glad that Bryce Young is starting week one. I'm glad CJ Stroud is starting week one. And I'm glad that Anthony Richardson is starting week one because those three teams actually value those franchise quarterbacks. And I'm glad that we don't have to have any conversation this year about how I'm going absolutely crazy because the Steelers decided to start Trubisky for four games over Kenny Pickett and Trubisky played like shit and they basically wasted four games of Kenny Pickett's development. So we'll talk about Anthony Richardson as well here on the show. Uh, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson conversation. You bet here on the take it easy podcast. He too, he had Will Levis. If you want the exact estimations, it was Will Levis tied for 24th with an 88 grade. And in the 2021 class, he had Malik Willis tied for 24th with an 88 draft grade so he had them as the same tier of quarterback prospects which was bottom of the first round top of the second round you know uh, he had Malik Willis as his number two quarterback in that class actually behind Matt Corral he had Matt Corral one uh, Willis two Kenny Pickett three in that 2021 draft class so he kind of sees Will Levis and Malik Willis as the same tier of prospects when they were coming out of the draft and I guess that for the sake of the Titans that means they have a two and a three quarterback that that are in some respects better than most teams depth charts in terms of like their future potential. It's just at some point they're going to pick between the two quarterbacks. And I would assume that they drafted Will Levis with the intention of him becoming the future quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, considering they, they traded up to the top of the second round in order to select him as opposed to waiting to the third round on Malik Willis combined with the fact that it was just one year ago that they picked Malik Willis and then a year later with a new general manager, they ended up going ahead and drafting Will Levis. So I assume they're going to prioritize Will Levis's development. But like you said, I mean, Willis is the number two on the depth chart right now. So maybe this is a, a developmental project for Levis of sorts. Now, Levis did make some nice throws in the game yesterday. It just seems like he's going to have to get used to decision making at the NFL level. Uh, one thing that I did find interesting watching the game against the Bears is that he was able to make some unique off-platform throws, which we know how that kind of translates. You look at a guy like Mahomes who makes a career off-platform off throws. We know that that's kind of where the trend is going. Uh, can you throw when things break down in the pocket? It seemed like Malik Willis, the one thing that he lacked yesterday was a pocket awareness because he fumbled twice in the game. He had a defender literally sneak up behind him and pick his pocket and knock the ball out, which... Hey, fumbles hurt you more than interceptions at the end of the day. The interception sometimes can be turned into a long punt, but a fumble, other team gets the ball right there and then. So that's the last thing you want to deal with. And he probably takes a little bit more sacks than you would like. Now, one thing that's for sure is both Titans quarterbacks can't last if the Titans offensive line is going to be as bad as it was yesterday. Multiple sacks against both Levis and Willis. And we know that's not exactly been a strength of the team. And one more question I'm going to ask you on this one is, if I'm putting you in Mike Vrabel's shoes and Tannehill, who is not a model of health, does get injured, which of the guys here do you trust to go out there and win you a game right now? 
I have no idea, just not even a clue which one not, it would be. Because Don't even the, want to throw out a best guess? No, because it, it would be doing a disservice to all of these wonderful listeners out here. Like, I, uh, Blake Jude has them both graded as the same type of quarterback grade. The Titans list Malik Willis as second on the death chart over Levis. I would have assumed they would have put Levis ahead of Willis, given that, you know, they drafted Malik Willis a year ago and then immediately drafted another quarterback a year later. So I, I have no idea who gives them a better chance to win. And I mean, you were talking about the offensive line with the Titans. I know it's the first time that we've said this in a while, but this Titans team is not really built to win. This Titans team has a lot of holes in a lot of different places. And granted, I think they could put together a top 10 defense with health permitting, which is always a big thing with the Titans, if health permitting, because we've had injuries to Jeffrey Simmons in the past couple of years. And you've had injuries as, as among pass rushers. The Bud Dupree contract that, oh was a my bust. Bud now Dupree's. it's looking better. Oof. But he had a bounce back year. So, you know, it, it's looking a little bit better than it was before. Well, but you it's also just, want to hope the wide receiver health is there for them because they were really banged up at that position last year. Bobby Trees they, and Trayvon Burks. They signed DeAndre Hopkins, which it's a number one receiver, but it, it's kind of the same strategy they've been trying the last three years, which is like the Colts quarterback model of wide receivers, which is we can squeeze a little bit left out of Julio Jones. We can squeeze a little bit left out of Robert Woods. We can squeeze a <laughs> little bit left out of DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> it hasn't been quite as successful, though, when you consider that, uh, yeah, they don't have a great track record of aging wide receivers going to their team uh randy moss ending his career there andre johnson the same yeah deandre hopkins looking at you going over there that's an interesting decision especially if the younger quarterbacks have to take a crack at snaps this season it's also going to be interesting because the titans have paid almost all of Tannehill's guaranteed money after the end of the season they would actually save 18 million dollars by just cutting Ryan Tannehill at the end of next season. So they have an option at the end of this year to officially kickstart the future. And like you asked me earlier, I feel no better or worse about Willis or Levis because obviously neither of them have played in the NFL yet. But they now have a decision to well, make Willis seemingly has. between Levis and Willis. Yeah, I mean, Willis has played and it wasn't great, but it was only three and a half games. And one of them, I, didn't Joshua Dobbs end up playing the last game of the season for the Titans too? So the Titans had circumstances permitting at the end of last season, just ravaged with injuries. Obviously, Taylor Lewan isn't with them anymore. Like I said, the Titans team isn't built to win at this point. There's a reason they fired their general manager and there's a reason that they're kind of Picked well behind the Jaguars in a terrible, terrible, terrible AFC South. Maybe this is a rebuilding phase for the Tennessee Titans. Maybe the A.J. Brown trade unintentionally kicked off a rebuild for the Titans. Or maybe Derrick Henry will just rush for like 1,600 yards and it doesn't matter who plays the quarterback position for the Titans. Who knows? But the end of this year, they, they have an option to move off of Tannehill. It might be a more financially sound decision to finally get out of Ryan Tannehill purgatory, which will then open them up to a new kind of purgatory, which is a quarterback battle between two quarterbacks, neither of which we know are actually a future NFL quarterback. Tennessee Titans fans, who do you think should be the number two quarterback on this team's depth chart? Should it be Malik Willis? Should it be Will Levis? like to hear your thoughts in the comment section. Leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all our social medias from Juju and Kyle. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. We will see you next time.
All right, so Anthony Richardson um, going to the Hall of Fame? Yes, yes he is. Um... We've talked about C.J. Stroud on this channel. We've talked about Bryce Young, but we have relatively ignored the third quarterback drafted in the top five of this year's NFL draft, Anthony Richardson. Richardson, elite athlete, no doubt about it. The Colts decided to name him their starter after just one preseason game, and the hype train is again running off the rails. Teammate Michael Pittman Jr. told CBS this week he thinks Richardson is a Hall of Fame talent. Kyle Ledbetter, what say you? That is a good friend. That is a good, good friend to have in your corner. Someone willing to go out on a limb and say the thing to hype you up because uh, not a lot of receivers give their quarterbacks love like that. So did uh, you, my, Richardson's got a good friend over there. Did you see the rest of that interview, though? No, I haven't seen it. No, he was uh, he was talking about some of the other quarterbacks that he had, too, and he was hyping them all up. He was like, yeah, you know, I've already played with like three Hall of Famers. You know, I've played with Phil Rivers. He's a Hall of Famer. I played with Matt Ryan. He's a Hall of Famer. You know, Carson Wentz, you know, was the MVP that year, you know, so he's pretty good too. So he's like, I know what a Hall of Famer looks like. I think this guy's a Hall of Famer. That's kind of like Michael Pittman, how he was coming at it from. Um, now, here's what I would say, though. In terms of just measurable. Like if you were to just draw from memory what a Hall of Fame quarterback should look like in terms of physique and physical abilities, Anthony Richardson would kind of fit that mold, right? I mean, pure measurables, like the strength, the speed, everything we saw at the Combine, you would think that this guy would be probably the greatest of all time if you just took the names off the jerseys and didn't watch the history of football. And then we put it on the game tape, and that's when we start to figure out how good or bad of a quarterback he is, which I should say as a disclosure on this uh, episode, I have watched two quarters of Anthony Richardson football in my entire life, okay? I've watched him play two quarters of college football for Florida, and it was against Georgia, and they got smoked in that football game, so... I want to say I don't have a representative sample size on Anthony Richardson, but the thing that I love is the people who have been watching tape on Anthony Richardson, i.e. the Colts front office and the Colts coaches made the call that we are going to play this person right off the bat. That's what we're going to do. We're going to play him week one, because the thing that I've said for years is if you believe this quarterback has a modicum of a chance to be your franchise quarterback, play him week one. No reason to wait three weeks for TJ Yates to start the season. No reason to wait three weeks for Mitchell Trubisky to start the season or Andy Dalton over Justin Fields or Ryan Fitzpatrick over Tua Tagovailoa or Tyrod Taylor over Justin Herbert. No reason or Tyrod Taylor over Josh Allen also and also Nathan Peterman over Josh Allen, which by the way is a thing that happened. Don't forget the Bills actively started Nathan Peterman over Josh Allen. So yeah, start the quarterback week one and what the Colts should basically say is don't worry about making mistakes. Don't worry about getting benched. It's your job for 26 games, 26 games this season and half of next year. It's your job. Don't worry about making mistakes. This is all about developmental projects. And the Colts seem to be doing that same thing. So that way they will at least begin to get a representative sample size on what Anthony Richardson is before they go out and like start trading draft picks for stars and actually spending money and going all in on trying to build around Anthony Richardson. Now, here's what I would say. And this is the big X factor in Anthony Richardson's development. Shane Steichen, 
former Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen. Who was Shane Steichen's quarterback just a year ago that basically got him the job in Indianapolis? Jalen Hurts, another impressive athlete playing the quarterback position. So if I have a better athlete, I have a bigger, stronger athlete in Anthony Richardson than Jalen Hurts. If I insert him into this Philadelphia Eagles offense that was very successful last year, can I replicate that form of success? Can I build this guy up in this offense? Because I think Shane Steichen, I think that they're joined at the hips for like what this project will become for the Indianapolis Colts. So what do you think of Anthony Richardson when you apply the Jalen Hurts role to what he can do in this offense? So I went back to see where Shane Steichen had worked prior to being the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. And he was with the Chargers for seven seasons in various roles. He was a quality control coach and then a quarterbacks coach and then an offensive coordinator. So he worked with Philip Rivers for six years. And then the one year of Justin Herbert's rookie season when they fired Anthony Lynn at the end of the year. So he was there for Justin Herbert's rookie season as the offensive coordinator and then moved on to Philadelphia with Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. And so I think kind of a blend between is kind of the way to think about it's because Anthony Richardson is built closer to Justin Herbert than he is built to Jalen Hurts. So I don't think they will use the same offense that they ran in Philadelphia. I think if they're doing it right, they will adapt it to personnel, right? They have not as much skill at the wide receiver and tight end positions, but they have the best guard in all of the NFL who's going to be a future Hall of Famer in Quentin Nelson. They have Jonathan Taylor, we assume, at this point in the season, and he's one of the top running backs in the NFL. They will adjust to personnel, I would assume. They've got some holes on the tackle position, which, you know, is not great for a quarterback who they want him to practice his reads and really learn how to play the quarterback position more than just the improvised stuff that he was doing at Florida. So, I'm curious to see what they do similar to you with Steichen. And and very similarly, unless this thing just goes totally off the rails, Steichen and Richardson are together for two seasons in Indianapolis. And after a season and a half, I would say like 26 games, I would bet that we have a representative sample size of whether this thing has legs or not. Now, what could be interesting to monitor is the division they play in. So the fact that CJ Stroud got drafted in the same division You have a similar situation with a first-year head coach there. How important do you think it is going to be in the course of both those guys' careers to get compared against each other in the same AFC South? Well, we know the NFL moves fast, right? People were saying this same conversation about Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence at the beginning, and now that conversation has basically just stopped its existence. Yes, but at the same time, different divisions. So they they played head-to-head, I believe, their rookie year, but there's nothing quite like playing twice a year game compared to each other as both again top five draft picks at quarterback in the same position because here's the thing that I would say I think it's entirely possible that Anthony Richardson has a way better rookie year than CJ Stroud so the Stroud versus Richardson thing like the question you asked I I think it'll be something that gets mentioned but I don't think it's going to be like the constant comparisons like if you think it's going to be like Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert versus Tua because they were all in the same draft class I don't think it's going to be that but it's just going to be something that people mention is like oh yeah CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson both built a little bit differently as quarterbacks but drafted similar to each other in position and play in the same division 
I mean, I think it'll be a story, but I don't think it'll be like something that we're constantly hearing all the time about Stroud versus Richardson, which is on the developmental track faster. I, I don't think that's going to be a thing, but it will be curious once, say, I mean, maybe the Texans fuck it up and they don't ever get a chance to compete. But once both teams are actually competitive, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. But for the rookie seasons, I mean, when they play each other for the first time, it'll be a storyline. But after that, I think it'll just kind of be what it is at this point. Offensive rookie of the year. So Anthony Richardson has been getting a lot of hype as potentially that guy this year because we know it's either going to be a running back or a quarterback. Garrett Wilson winning last year was a little bit of an outlier because how many times do we see wide receivers typically win that award? Not too often. Bijan Robinson is currently in a year where there were no quarterbacks taken. (laughs) Bijan Robinson (laughs) currently the front runner at plus 275. Then you have Young at plus 500. And Richardson's at plus 600. So he is ahead of Stroud at this moment. Stroud is sitting in the four spot at plus 850. And then you have Jameer Gibbs as well with the Lions there at plus 1000. Solid group of five there in terms of like who can potentially win this award. If I told you Anthony Richardson was the offensive rookie of the year, would that come as a shock to you? It wouldn't be my first choice, but I think it's obviously doable. I think other than Bijan with the Falcons, I think he probably has the most talented team around him when we're talking about Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud versus Anthony Richardson. I would say only the Falcons have more talent than the teams that just drafted quarterbacks at the top of the draft. And the Falcons are going to run Bijan Robinson into the ground, I would assume, because <laughs> Arthur Smith has this fantasy of recreating the 2019 Tennessee Titans. So maybe they use Bijan like Derrick Henry, but I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice. My first choice would be Bryce Young for offensive rookie of the year. But I mean, Richardson versus Stroud, I think Richardson set up better to succeed in part because Richardson has a strong running back behind him, the best guard in all of the NFL in Quentin Nelson blocking for him. Uh, Ryan Kelly, I believe, is the center for the Colts. He's a former pro bowler. Like they have good pieces around him. Last year was a bit more of an anomaly, I think, than it was before, because we knew the Colts before that. The Colts were consistently winning 9-10 games. They had stars on both sides of the ball that were making plays. They made a couple wildcard games. Like, we don't think the Colts just went through this teardown where they lost all their talent. They're still very good players. If I was to look and diagnose what went wrong with the Colts last year, it was clear Matt Ryan just way past his prime. (laughs) Then I think he made the offensive line worse in a way. Like, the effect of Matt Ryan made the offensive line worse him being a statue and uh, Jonathan Taylor was dealing with ankle injuries all year Uh, Nelson was even banged up and then even injuries on the defense as well Uh, and certainly the turmoil of also Frank Reich um, coming towards the end as well with Indianapolis being on the hot seat I imagine that caused some uneasiness in that locker room Uh, what would you kind of have to see from Anthony Richardson to really change your perspective on him or change your mind on him because it sounds like you are pretty adamant that Stroud and Young, you just thought were way better prospects. But like, I've seen you change your mind too, like on certain guys, like after seeing the fantastic plays they can make, because I'm I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a few plays this year where you look up at Anthony Richardson and you're thinking, damn, this is Justin Fields 2.0. So it's interesting because we've, we've joked about this before. If I told you that any of those AFC South teams, the Titans, the Texans, or the Colts, if any of them was a sneaky seven and 10 who beat a couple really good teams this year, you'd believe me on any of them. And that's why I feel like Stroud could 
light up the league right away. Richardson could light up the league right away. Uh, maybe both of them struggle out the gate, but for both of those quarterbacks and specifically we've talked about Stroud before, but for Richardson, like this year is all about getting game film and repetitions, right? The whole purpose of this season is to get him game action regardless of result it's going to be about development which is it's funny that you brought up justin Fields because that's what the chicago bears did for a season and a half for justin field i know he took over for andy dalton in the middle of the season with matt Nagy's last year but basically what they said is look we suck we don't have enough talent to compete these 26 games are going to be about justin fields development and they brought in matt eflus as the head coach, because they viewed him, even though he was a defensive coach, he had experience on the offensive side of the ball. They viewed him as the coach to best get the abilities out of Justin Fields. And now that Justin Fields has started roughly 20 games in the NFL, we all believe Justin Fields to at least be an NFL quarterback worthy of a second contract, right? People don't know exactly what Justin Fields is, but I have a feeling that by the end of the season, we'll have a pretty good idea. And I have a feeling that after about a season and a half of starts, health permitting from Richardson, I think after about a season and a half, we'll start to get a read on how good or bad he is. Ultimately, Richardson is put up in a good position here. I think Shane Steichen honestly might be the best head coach he could have ended up with, aside from if he would have landed like a Brian Dayball to be his head coach. I think Steichen, just given the offense that he ran in Philadelphia, I could see it working out really well for him on that respect. They have playmakers. They're not in net that talent. Even if, let's say, Jonathan Taylor doesn't come back, I still think a wide receiving room of Michael Pittman and Alex Pierce can certainly uh, be good enough to make enough plays on the field for them. And you mentioned the offensive line. Uh, if they can come back to form like they did the previous three years uh, as opposed to last year, then that's going to be a good base for a young rookie quarterback. And if not, at least that's where you would say uh, Anthony Richardson's ability to move, that's where that comes in handy. If you don't have the best offensive line in front of you, the ability to get up and go, if he can make some plays like he did in that game against Utah last year, I think that that's going to be very exciting for NFL fans, Indianapolis fans, fantasy fans, whoever is watching this young man play. And he's the type of guy that you want to root for, too. I mean, we're seeing all the positive press coming off Anthony Richardson, right? Staying after to sign balls, picking up after like wait staff and doing all this extra stuff. Certainly seems like a high character guy. Hopefully it plays out well for him. Anyway, guys, what do you think of Anthony Richardson? What do you think of Michael Pittman Jr.'s bold claim that he is a Hall of Fame talent? What can you see happening for Richardson in his first year with the Indianapolis Colts? like to hear your thoughts down below leave a like on the video subscribe to the channel follow us on all our social medias from juju and kyle stay safe happy and healthy we will see you next time drafted in the same division you have a similar situation with a first-year head coach there. How important do you think it is going to be in the course of both those guys' careers to get compared against each other in the same AFC South? Well, we know the NFL moves fast, right? People were saying this came, same conversation about Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence at the beginning, and now that conversation has basically just stopped well, its existence. Yes, but at the same time, different divisions. So they, they played head-to-head, -head, I believe, their rookie year, but there's nothing quite like playing twice a year getting compared to each other as both again top five draft picks at quarterback in the same position because here's the thing that i would say 
I think it's entirely possible that Anthony Richardson has a way better rookie year than CJ Stroud. So the Stroud versus Richardson thing, like the question you asked, I, I think it'll be something that gets mentioned, but I don't think it's going to be like the constant comparisons. Like if you think it's going to be like Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert versus Tua, because they were all in the same draft class, I don't think it's going to be that, but it's just going to be something that people mention is like, oh yeah, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson both built a little bit differently as quarterbacks, but drafted similar to each other in position and play in the same division. I, mean, I think it'll be a story, but I don't think it'll be like something that we're constantly hearing all the time about Stroud versus Richardson, which is on the developmental track faster. I, I don't think that's going to be a thing, but it will be curious once, say, I mean, maybe the Texans fuck it up and they don't ever get a chance to compete. But once both teams are actually competitive, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. But for the rookie seasons, I mean, when they play each other for the first time, it'll be a storyline. But after that, I think it'll just kind of be what it is at this point offensive rookie of the year so anthony richardson has been gaining a hype as potentially that guy this year because we know it's either going to be a running back or a quarterback hey, garrett wilson winning last year was a little bit of an outlier because how many times do we see wide receivers typically win that award not too often b john robinson is currently in a year where there were no quarterbacks taken <laughs> Bijan Robinson, currently the front runner at plus 275. Then you have Young at plus 500. And Richardson's at plus 600. So he is ahead of Stroud at this moment. Stroud is sitting in the fourth spot at plus 850. And then you have Jameer Gibbs as well with the Lions there at plus 1000. Solid group of five there in terms of like who can potentially win this award. If I told you Anthony Richardson was the offensive rookie of the year, would that come as a shock to you? It wouldn't be my first choice, but I think it's obviously doable. I think other than Bijan with the Falcons, I think he probably has the most talented team around him when we're talking about Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud versus Anthony Richardson. I would say only the Falcons have more talent than the teams that just drafted quarterbacks at the top of the draft. And the Falcons are going to run Bijan Robinson into the ground, I would assume, because <laughs> Arthur Smith has this fantasy of recreating the 2019 Tennessee Titans. So maybe they use Bijan like Derrick Henry, but I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice. My first choice would be Bryce Young for offensive rookie of the year. But I mean, Richardson versus Stroud, I think Richardson set up better to succeed in part because Richardson has a strong running back behind him, the best guard in all of the NFL and Quentin Nelson blocking for him. Uh, Ryan Kelly, I believe, is the center for the Colts. He's a former pro bowler. Like they have good pieces around him. Last year was a bit more of an anomaly, I think, than it was before, because we knew the Colts before that. The Colts were consistently winning 9-10 games. They had stars on both sides of the ball that were making plays. They made a couple wild card games. Like, we don't think the Colts just went through this teardown where they lost all their talent. They're still very good players. I, if I was to look and diagnose what went wrong with the Colts last year, it was clear Matt Ryan just way past his prime. <laughs> and I think he made the offensive line worse in a way. Like, the effect of Matt Ryan made the offensive line worse him being a statue and uh, Jonathan Taylor was dealing with ankle injuries all year uh, Nelson was even banged up and then even injuries on the defense as well uh, and certainly the turmoil of also Frank Reich um coming towards the end as well with Indianapolis being on the hot seat I imagine that caused some un uneasiness in that locker room uh, what would you kind of have to see from Anthony Richardson to really change your perspective on him or change your mind on him? Because it sounds like you are pretty adamant that Stroud and Young, you just thought were way better prospects. But like, I've seen you change your mind too, like on certain guys, like after seeing 
the fantastic plays they can make because I'm I'm going to tell you there's going to be a few plays this year where you look up at Anthony Richardson and you're thinking, damn, this is Justin Fields 2.0. So it's interesting because we've, we've joked about this before. If I told you that any of those AFC South teams, the Titans, the Texans or the Colts, if any of them was a sneaky seven and ten who beat a couple really good teams this year, you'd believe me on any of them. And that's why I feel like Stroud could light up the league right away. Richardson could light up the league right away. Uh, maybe both of them struggle out the gate, but for both of those quarterbacks and specifically we've talked about Stroud before, but for Richardson, like this year is all about getting game film and repetitions, right? The whole purpose of this season is to get him game action regardless of result. It's going to be about development, which is it's funny that you brought up Justin Fields because that's what the Chicago Bears did for a season and a half for Justin Fields. I know he took over for Andy Dalton in the middle of the season with Matt Nagy's last year. But basically what they said is, look, we suck. We don't have enough talent to compete. These 26 games are going to be about Justin Fields' development. And they brought in Matt Eberflus as the head coach, because they viewed him, even though he was a defensive coach, he had experience on the offensive side of the ball. They viewed him as the coach to best get the abilities out of Justin Fields. And now that Justin Fields has started roughly 20 games in the NFL, we all believe Justin Fields to at least be an NFL quarterback worthy of a second contract, right? People don't know exactly what Justin Fields is, but I have a feeling that by the end of the season, we'll have a pretty good idea. And I have a feeling that after about a season and a half of starts, health permitting from Richardson, I think after about a season and a half, we'll start to get a read on how good or bad he is. Ultimately, Richardson is put up in a good position here. I think Shane Steichen honestly might be the best head coach he could have ended up with, aside from if he would have landed like a Brian Dayball to be his head coach. I think Steichen, just given the offense that he ran in Philadelphia, I could see it working out really well for him on that respect. They have playmakers. They're not in net that talent. Even if, let's say, Jonathan Taylor doesn't come back, I still think a wide receiving room of Michael Pittman and Alex Pierce can certainly uh, be good enough to make enough plays on the field for them. And you mentioned the offensive line. Uh, if they can come back to form like they did the previous three years uh, as opposed to last year, then that's going to be a good base for a young rookie quarterback. And if not, at least that's where you would say uh, Anthony Richardson's ability to move, that's where that comes in handy. If you don't have the best offensive line in front of you, the ability to get up and go, if he can make some plays like he did in that game against Utah last year, I think that that's going to be very exciting for NFL fans, Indianapolis fans, fantasy fans, whoever is watching this young man play. And he's the type of guy that you want to root for, too. I mean, we're seeing all the positive press coming off Anthony Richardson, right? Staying after to sign balls, picking up after like weight staff and doing all this extra stuff. Certainly seems like a high character guy. Hopefully it plays out well for him. Anyway, guys, what do you think of Anthony Richardson? What do you think of Michael Pittman Jr.'s bold claim that he is a Hall of Fame talent? What can you see happening for Richardson in his first year with the Indianapolis Colts? like to hear your thoughts down below. Leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all our social medias from Juju and Kyle. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.